another episode of Balancing Water. This is your girl Balance and I'm here with my partner. Water. And we're bringing to you another episode of Balancing Water. Um, this is like our 14th episode. Yay. <laughs> I'm not counting. I am. I stopped counting a long time ago. Yeah, I, I understand numbers are not really your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm excited about this. Like we're getting closer to 20, which is closer <laughs> to 25, which is like one fourth of a hundred. Uh, Really? Did you just do all that math? I like math. Oh, you know, I'm such a nerd. So. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So what are we talking about today? Dang, you just going to jump into the subject? I mean, what you don't are we talk. For? You don't want to talk to me a little bit? Oh, my gosh. How are you doing? You know, you don't even sound enthused. What is the topic for today? Jeez. You guys hear that? <laughs> See how she treats me on a regular basis? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just try to show her so much love. Oh, my And gosh. this is how she reacts Cut to me. Shit. <laughs> Cut your shit. okay? I'm glad I have thick skin or I would be crying right now. Gosh. That was a hard sucking of my teeth. You I can tell. You almost sucked them down your throat. <laughs> I almost bit my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, since you want to just jump to the topic or whatever, um, I guess we'll talk about today how to grow within your career or how to grow in general into any career, rather. I don't want to just stereotype it because you may be in a job where, you know, it's a dead-end job and you're trying to figure out how to grow in another aspect. Um, So we've actually come up with some different, um, I guess, bullet points that can kind of help you grow within your career. Okay. Um, water, water, or Alicia, Alicia. whichever one you want to be today. <laughs> um, you have your own business, right? Ugh, You're yeah. a stylist, you know. I'm a stylist. Now, for you, do you find different ways to grow within your career, or just by you having your own salon, is that the top tier for you? <laughs> Um, for me personally, no, I'm always trying to figure out other means of income that does not have to do with my career, Uh but I'm always trying to expand, um, probably because I, um, unfortunate, sometimes I think it's an unfortunate situation, but I, I peaked kind of quickly in this career, in the beauty industry. You're a hustler. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am a hustler, but not <laughs> not in a bad way. But, um, yeah, I peaked kind of high, fa- fast. And so I couldn't just stay, like, for a lot of hairstylists, getting a hair salon or having their own salon is the peak. Um, and I got that within um, mm, uh, maybe, like, two years of beco- becoming a full-time hairstylist. So, clearly, I couldn't just stay stagnant like that mm-hmm. for forever. Um, and I was young. I was only, like, 25 or 27, somewhere around there. Um, so, I have all these dreams and aspirations. It couldn't just be like, oh, yeah, I peak and then that's it. So, for me, I'm always looking for other things. Now, other people, it may take them a little longer to get to that. And so, by the time they do have a salon, they are older and like this is their ride out right 
and it's okay for them. But it just wasn't enough for me. Gotcha. So what do you find being the hardest thing while trying to grow within your particular career? Like, since you already have the salon, you have those that are working in your shop, so you pretty much have people at their booths. I think, I don't know how many booths you have, but pretty much it's somebody at each booth that you do have. So what is the most difficult thing right now for you as far as trying to grow? Um, oh, that's a good question. Shit. Well, how about this? Since, you, since you're looking up for Jesus, that means you're trying to get your thoughts together, which is fine. So you can think on it and ponder on it. Um, I mean, maybe I had an answer already. Oh, well, no, I don't. I figured you did. It's- <laughs> Forget you. Um, yeah, just try to think about what is the most difficult thing that you have to face while trying to grow within your career. Because um, with our topic today, you know, people are going to face a lot of adversity while trying to grow in general as a person. Mm-hmm. And then trying to grow within a career or in the career profession that you're in, whoever it may be, you're always going to run into something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing, the biggest thing for me is that people or individuals should make sure that they're able to um, take constructive criticism. For me, that is the first um, bullet point that I'll say. In from my valid call. people. Yeah, valid people. Well, I think, me personally, I think it should be from anybody because once you have developed a thick um, coat of skin, you can tell who's giving you valid constructive criticism Mm -hmm. and who's giving you bullshit. Mm -hmm. And when you're growing within a career, you will learn to just listen rather than talk. Mm -hmm. My dad always told me that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So regardless if it's, you know, crap that they're giving you, Mm -hmm. always soak it and always listen. You don't always have to say something back when someone is constructing on what you're doing, how to grow, how to elevate, and how to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, Because essentially we know what we need to do to be better individuals within our career. Everybody has room to grow. Like I know Mm -hmm. for you, since you have a salon, you're constantly still going to classes. You have your own salon. Most people stop there. You still go to different hair classes. Mm -hmm. You're You're constantly learning new things. And so for those that are growing within a company or whatever it may be, you have to be open to someone saying something to you whether you like it or not. I think that is the first bullet point for me. So, a lot of people don't know how to take constructive criticism because they think that it's personal attacks. Exactly. And I think that stems from them feeling like, I don't need to grow anymore. I'm good at what I do. I'm already there. And when you have that closed mind to feel like, I'm already good enough now, then you you cap out at what you need to learn to be better. When you have that mindset that I'm already good, I'm already the best, that's when you stop learning. And when mm-hmm. you stop learning, that's when it becomes detrimental to you and your growth. Right. Because everything is always constantly changing. There's always a new hairstyle for you in, in your case. There's always a new hairstyle. There's always a new technique. Mm-hmm. And maybe something old that's coming back now, but you haven't done it in years. Mm-hmm. So you have to be open to learning and adjusting but you got to accept that constructive criticism if you didn't do something right this time. Right. I'm usually a test dummy for you, so. <laughs> that, and you also need to know how to give it to yourself also. Right. You need to know that how to tell yourself, I fucked that up. Yeah. Or, damn, I need to get better on being punctual. Or I need to get better on being, like, you need to be honest with yourself. Right. Sometimes you don't even, the majority of the time, you don't even need it from the outside. Like right. you, Like you said, you already know 
what you need to do, what you lack in, what skill sets you need to work on. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's so much easier to point the finger someplace else than to say, no, I didn't get that promotion or I'm not getting um, certain accolades at work right. because I'm not giving my hundred. Right. You always want to blame it on somebody else. Yeah. Like, they don't like me. I should have right. been had this position. Right. Yeah, people also feel like time just gives them things. Yeah. They have to send, <laughs> have like, a seniority. Like, yeah. They like, think no. everything. Yeah, no, nah, it doesn't matter. Like, I know just because I've been doing hair for 10 years doesn't mean I get to call myself a master anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, unless I've actually put in the work into being a master something. Now, do you think that master should be used in any profession? Like, do you think anybody's ever a master? Um, so somebody that I, I that's like my mentor, he says that until you put at least 10,000 hours into a certain subject or a certain skill, you're not a master. I don't even think, for me personally, I don't even think you, anybody can ever be a master at anything. I think you can perfect something, but I don't think you'll master anything. I don't think anybody will master anything. I mean, for yeah, you can you can cap out on knowing how to do something. You don't feel. I mean, it's going to keep evolving, right. but at certain points, you will be the master of something. Yes, you don't believe that you can master something. No, I feel like no matter. I, I feel like there is why really because no, things are always evolving. Yeah, because I feel like once you master it this time, it's going to change again. So now you have a whole nother tier that you got to get to to make sure. You yeah, know but so to, in the meantime, I'm mastering it right now until the next thing comes, and then I learn that, and then I'm still mastering. I no. feel like you can get that time. I feel like you're not a master. So what are only, you then? Only master you're going to be is master splinter. Well, then, Jesus Christ. Then what are you then? An expert? Yeah. An I like advisor? Ex- I, like, I like expert better. It's pretty much the same thing. No, master means like you are the cap. Everybody's going to, you're the guru. Okay. And I don't think that, it's well, in this career or like salon, stylist, stuff that constantly change on an everyday basis, on a weekly basis, there really is no cap to that. There's, it's almost like an infinity sign where it's constantly going to keep evolving, keep changing. Things are going to just keep going. Okay. Until it becomes a, a career path where um, there is an end, where they just start recycling things like the Jordans, how they just get to a point where they go back and start making the first one, the second mm-hmm. one, the third one, and start back over from the beginning. Then that's when I feel like there can be a master, quote-unquote, for that. But even like even in like corporate America jobs, I don't feel like anybody can be a master. I don't care if you've been working for in this industry for eighty years, because things have evolved. So like I'm in insurance. I know prior to me being in this career path, I've talked to a number of different you know older individuals where they said they used to do a lot of things via paper. They used mm-hmm. to have to file everything manually. They used to have to write everything mm-hmm. manually. Now we do everything through on a computer, computer right. which it takes like seconds compared to like an hour to work on half of a file right. back then. So like it's constantly evolving. So I'm constantly learning new things. And a lot of times they're outdated. So you right. could be doing it 80 years, but if you haven't adjusted, I mean, you're not really a master at it. You're not really right. a guru. You know I what get I'm saying? That. Okay. So what's another thing? I think you have to, if you're trying to grow within a career, I think you have to have the initiative. Um, sometimes you have to just step out and take things in your own hands. You okay. got to make an initiative for your position, whatever it is that you want to do. So if you're trying to get to the next level, why not ask 
what do I need to do to get better in this area? Why? What do I need to do um, to get this position? Do people do that in corporate America? Do they ask those type of questions? Like, are they do they seek that, or do they just wait till they're told like, oh, this position would be good for you? Some people wait, but um, a lot of those that are more ambitious and that take the initiative to try to get the position, they're already preparing themselves before the position is even open. And so once you are proactive about it, um, it makes it a lot easier as far as the transition to get the position. So if you start doing the hard work prior to the position even being open and then preparing yourself for it, it's going to open your branch manager or whoever's eyes at you for this position before it's even open. When they know this position is open, most times companies know who they kind of want for that position based on either your work performance or the initiative that you've been given, constantly coming in early, staying later, whatever the case may be, you have to make the initiative, I feel like, um, a lot of times if you want to grow. You have to just step up to the plate and say, look, I want this position. show that you want it. Right. Because a lot of times, it, it sometimes it may be a situation where they're not sure who is going to get the position, so they'll offer it to everybody. But if you've already been showing them the things that they need, for this position, they already kind of know that it would be your, it should be yours, right? Okay, and you've already been grooming yourself. It's hard. Where do you find initiative? How do you get that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you stumped me now. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> um, because I, I, I mean, not everybody has that, right, right? Right, and not you're not wrong if you don't have it, but some people just don't know how to step forward and push themselves. If there's somebody who may be just used to just staying in line and Mm -hmm. waiting their turn instead of going out and forcing Mm -hmm. something, how do you tell yourself, like, nah, like, this time I'm not going to sit around and wait for something to just wait my turn. I'm going to go get it. Um, I think once you feel the pressure of your back being against the wall, You've been in the same position for five years. You done had six or seven people done come in this job career. They done got promotions. They done moved up whatever faster than you, and you're still at the same pay grade. Now, I'm not saying that's every situation, but I know that would be my motivation to take some type of initiative. Um, me, personally, it's I like more money. <laughs> so, so money drives you. Money drives me. So if there's opportunity for more money for me, I'm definitely trying to figure out how can I get that additional money what it is that I need to get that additional money from the position that I'm in. So once I'm in a position, I'm looking at the next position. That's just me personally. I'm never looking to stay right here. My timeline for myself is no longer than two years in a certain position. Okay. I'm always looking for something more. Now, maybe three years before I get my next promotion or whatever, but I'm looking to not stay in a position no longer than two years. Okay. So So you're already setting goals once you sit in whatever position you're in. You're already setting right. goals for what's next. Right. As I say all the time, I'm a competitor. So I like to challenge myself. How fast can I get to the next level and do it the best way that I know how? Okay. Like I'm always trying to challenge myself to get to the higher higher level. So it's a competition with myself. Okay. I know everybody doesn't have that same mindset to where um, they're competing with themselves. They're just okay. I've come and I've I feel like I compete with myself. You do. All the <laughs> no, it's a it's a great thing. That is a great attribute to have. Yeah, but it's also tiring and it's also very um uh 
ugh, I don't know how to say it. Like, it it'll burn you out faster sometimes than you need to be. Really? Because I feel like it does. Because you're competing, like you. It's like you're telling yourself you're not. It's not enough. It's not right. enough. When sometimes you need to just kind of just sit back and chill for a second right. and let things play out before mm. you start doing the before you start thinking about the next thing. It's more of enjoyment. Like you're not even enjoying what you're in right now because right. you're so constantly thinking about what you're about to do next. So it's, it's it it can burn you out. Yeah, I can see that. And the fact that you said. Um, that you kind of have to sit back and enjoy the moment, does that mean that you have to enjoy your career before yeah. you fully invest in it? Yeah. Not just have a job. Because, like, you know, sometimes jobs or careers, they suck you in, but you get into it with not the not staying in that career that long. Just something temporary until you get back into something that you love. And then the career ends up sucking you in because the money pays good. And it's a well, lot that's of just a job. That's just your your job it sucks you in. So if it's so, not something that you're really um, passionate about or really into, then it's just a job. So it's, it's not a career. Okay, so it could be a career if you loved it, but it's only right. a job because you're just doing it. You're just doing for one it. reason. Yes, for whatever. Like I I feel like sometimes this there's two sets of people. Like mm-hmm. everybody does not get the pleasure of doing what they love okay okay i don't think that um everybody gets to you know be passionate about their job no i happen to fall into that category that i do something that i love i'm passionate about it and for as long as i can be successful in it i will i do have things to fall back on if it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna fight till the end you know to whenever i want to be retired from this and then I feel like other people, some of them are looking for fulfillment from their careers as like they want to be happy and passionate about what they're doing. And sometimes that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you cannot, what you're passionate about, your job just helps to fuel that. Mm-hmm. Your job is just there to fund the things you like to do. So stop looking at the job as your fulfill for your fulfillment it's just there to get you to do okay if you're somebody who likes to i don't know um i don't know ride motorcycles on the weekend then your job pays for you to be able to have the best motorcycle so you can go on these trips and do bike week or whatever you know what i'm saying so you may instead of looking at your job as oh you know i'm not i don't this is not what i love to do and i just i want to do what i love no sometimes it doesn't always work that way so in those cases, it's just a job. It's not necessarily a career. I, I don't. I, I think careers are things that you want to do. Right. Because I, for me, I mean that's a great point. For me, careers, I feel like are just more stable than jobs. I get what I mean. I totally agree. But you with, could get. You but you yeah. can have a stable job. Right. Right. You can have a sta- You have a stable job, but I consider it as a career because it's more secure than what a regular job is. Mm-hmm. Most times, because a job, you know, you may not have a four one k plan. You may not have all the excellent benefits, but you go in and you clock in every day. And if the business isn't doing that good, you're just going to get fired because you're on the lower level or the bottom tier. As far as having, I don't feel like that. I feel like a job can still you can still be, you know, a director or whatever. And Mm -hmm. to you, it's just a job. Right. It's not what you love to do, but you have the qualifications for it. Right. You don't feel like it's a career to you. Right. 
Yeah, in that aspect, I guess you are correct. Um, I just see, yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. People who have careers, they talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. When they and if you, just, if you just have a job, like when somebody t- says like, hey, Ariel, what do you do? And you go into detail like, oh, I do this, this, I work for here, I did this, yeah, you, you can tell that person is on a, in, a, in a career. They're on right. a path to, you know, they have a vision of what they want to what they want to be in that career, right? But mm-hmm. other people be like, oh yeah, I work for the for Bank of America. <laughs> oh, okay, so what do you do at Bank of America? Oh, I'm a banker. Oh, okay, well you can just tell that that's just not their thing. Like that's what they do. But it's not. I ain't gonna lie. If I worked at Bank of America, I'd be pissed off too. Giving people <laughs> money all the time, and I'm barely making money. Like that's not fun. Yeah, but bankers, right? right? They would talk about, and they would be like, "Oh, just to let you know, our interest rate went up on the savings account, and you can get this Roth IRA." And be like, "Okay, I didn't ask you all right. that, but okay, thank you for letting me know the new features at Bank of America. You know that you could tell that that this that's their career. They like money. They like to." Talk about that, right? But you just be like, "Oh, I work at Bank of America." Oh, okay. Yeah, That's I just great. I just send money through the teller thing <laughs> and it shoots back out to people. <laughs> right. Um, I think also when you're getting ready to grow or evolve or wanting to, you have to be okay or accept or accepting of the unexpected and being uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. I've heard that your blessing, you're gonna have a breakthrough in your blessing after that period of being uncomfortable. So oh, like shit. right I'm waiting for that then. You, you got to be patient. I'm, you got to be patient cuz I'm always uncomfortable. <laughs> I stay uncomfortable. But I I hear that like when you are in a situation where maybe you lo- you losing hours, you're not sure how your bills going to get paid. Not saying it's always negative things, but when you start to feel uncomfortable in this position, either it gets more difficult or, you know, management is changing up on you, just making your job harder, mm-hmm. a breakthrough is going to come through. So you have to be... You got to go accept- through it. Yeah, you got to be acceptive or receptive, I guess, of receptive of the unexpected thing happening, being uncomfortable in this position temporarily. Yeah, that, that has to do with um, accepting the process, right. right? People need to accept that there's going to be things that you're going to have to go through to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And the majority of the time, it's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to be something that you probably don't want to do, have never done, got it, you know, and right. you just have to do it. Yeah, you can't skip ladders. You can't skip steps can't. on the ladder to try to get to your success. You can't. You can't. You have to go through the... Now, somebody can pull you up the ladder. Right. Right? But you cannot skip the steps, right? Yeah. But you may, you may get help. Somebody may be like, oh, you ain't got it. Don't right. worry about the interview. Just just come here. You know, right. you may get that. That's a blessing in itself, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't not skip, skip the steps if you're doing it yourself. No. Gotcha. No. You got to go through all the 10 steps. You can't go through nine and think right. you're still going to get the same result. You're not. Now, let me ask you this question. Those that skip steps, do you think that um, they will eventually fail in some aspect no, to I think, bring them back to... Mm-mm. No, I think when you skip steps, you start to think that that's how everything goes. So is that a is that a blessing or is that detrimental no, to you? Yeah, it is because if if tomorrow you walk into your job and they say, um, "What's what's your boss's title?" 
He's a supervisor. Okay, so if tomorrow they walk in and they say, Ariel, we want you to be the supervisor. We're gonna we're opening up a position for you to be a supervisor. You did nothing. Right. Right. You showed enough, right, for right. them to think that you could be qualified for the job, but right. you really didn't go through the process right. of being a supervisor, right? So then, what's a, a what's above the supervisor for it's you? A branch manager. Okay. So now you're gonna be like, oh shit, they made me supervisor. Right. Then I can go ahead and apply for this branch manager. No, you haven't done anything. So I feel like when you skip steps, you start to believe that. You it's can really do that easy. for right. everything, and not everything happens that way. And then right. you're crushed when that one thing didn't happen, yeah. right? You start feeling like you failed or whatever. Well, no, you were just given something. And take take that, you know, whatever steps that you get to skip because somebody pulled you along, mm-hmm. take that as a blessing, learn from it, do everything, but don't feel like that's going to be the next thing that happens. It's going to continue to happen because it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I feel like if you are brought up the ladder where you, quote, unquote, skip the step, but because someone brung you up, mm-hmm. make sure you train yourself. Make sure you learn the ins and outs of that position. Don't go into <laughs> it expecting them to give you all the tools and it's just laid out on a silver platter that I'm supervising now, they're going to tell me what I need to do. Because when you get to a position, they may give you some of the tools to get the job done the way they like it, but let something happen to that company or whoever you're working for and you try to apply for another supervisor position and you don't really understand that role and the way it's supposed to be done within that industry, you're going to fail. It's a, Okay, so real story. Most people don't know this. So, yeah, when I got into doing hair, I wanted to be a hairstylist. I never wanted to have a hair salon. I had seen a lot of owners that were just bad owners mm-hmm. or that burnt out really quickly, and I did not want that, not at a young age, right? So I had a client who believed so much in me and invest, invested in me, and she mm-hmm. was like, here's this money open up the salon. I'm going to be your business partner. I'm a, I'm going to do the business. I'm going to do the business side of it. You handle the hairstyling part cuz I don't know nothing about that. Right. Right? Very I mean, it's very rare that somebody's just going to hand over money just because yeah. you did your hair <laughs> their hair really good, right? Mhm. I was very reluctant on doing it, but everybody around me was like, "No, this is good. This is a blessing. Go ahead. Right. Do it." 3 months into the business, she ghosted on me. What do you mean ghost? Like, she gave you the money and then said, I'm done being your business partner. She, she took she everything She left. Like, one Friday. Like, going on to glory? <laughs> no, no. She didn't die. She just was gone. I could not find her. I She left. Wow. I know nothing about running a business. I was just supposed to be doing the hair. Wow. I now have a whole business, a whole rent. I have... <laughs> Everything that I did not want, I have, and now I have to figure out how to do this shit. You know that's the uncomfortable part the, before the blessing. So did not tell you I've been uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable. I stay uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> so for me, right, I was given something so easily, and I had to literally tell myself, "Is you better learn how to? This business is going to close down, Alicia. If you don't get your shit together." Wow. And you don't figure out how to run a business. Business has never been my thing. That's not what I wanted to do. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college for that. Right. And now I have a whole business. What? So I say that to I, say. I, I'm sorry. Did you cry? Like, because you didn't know well, where the next well, step you didn't. 
I'll say for I was in shock for about a week or two. I was in shock because I was like, wait a minute. Like, first of all, I'm concerned because where are you? You just right. disappear. I don't. Maybe it was like drug money. And she had. Well, don't say that out loud because they're going to come back and try to take my stuff. It's sister. over now. Right, right. Because I've been moved yeah, to another location yeah, with my not, own money. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got real money now. This right, is clean right, money. Right, right. This is all clean. But I don't know. So I literally did not see her until like well, maybe four years later. Wait, what? Yeah. So she avoided jail time. And she probably went to like an island where she couldn't be traced. I don't know. I'm gonna stick to that story because it sounds really good for me. So that's that's what what I'm gonna say. Okay. That's what we're going with. But within that time, in four years, I had to learn how to run a business. At I had to how old was I? I was probably like 26, 27, something like that. Never ran a business before ever in life. Has always just been. A hairstylist right. in somebody else's business. Now, granted, I was able to pick up some, you know, some hints and skills seeing other people's businesses and stuff. Right. But I didn't know how to do this. And it was given to me. I had to figure it out. And luckily, because I had to figure it out by myself, I was able now, for everything that I do, I understand that there's a process. I understand that there's steps that I have to take. And I take them. I don't rush now, I may think of an idea and try to start a business very quickly, right. but I don't rush the, the steps that takes it takes for it to be successful. That's crazy. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, that would have spooked me. But absolutely. Young- there were many days I was like, I'm about to give all this shit up and just go back to being a hairstylist. Like, to this day, I have no problem just going into somebody's salon and being a hairstylist. It's okay for me. I, it, right. Having this building means... I don't say it means nothing, but it's all right. Cause I know what I did to make this what it was. I I could start over anywhere. Right. So. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I, like, I like this environment a lot better. Um, I'm glad, yeah, I don't Whatever. like just going in everybody's environment. But I didn't know that. You know, I've known you for over 10 years now, and I had no idea that you had to just figure it out, finesse it, fake it till you make I it. I sure did. I sure did. Y'all would have thought that. I'd been running businesses all my life. Never in life. That is crazy. So well, at least everything worked out. Yes. God's plan. Yes, it was. So clearly. I ain't no going back, just so you know. But <laughs> I just want to let I'm you know. I'm not going back. I know, you ain't got no choice. Like, I've just let you know that you're not. Oh, my gosh. You're not going to tell me what to do with my life. Okay, so we've already had this discussion, you and I. You can't move out of state because who's going to do my hair? Um... You can't get too many clients. You know I don't give out referrals. <laughs> um, and you're not just moving into anybody else's salon because now that's gonna yeah no that's not, I'm not I'm not having that. Okay. Um. So yeah, and you can't die. And that's the next one. Okay. Wow. I appreciate you. All right. I love you. I appreciate you. you too. And I I appreciate everything that you do. The for sad me. thing is that you're not the only client that feels that way. There's a lot of y'all like that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm very protective over you. <laughs> Thanks. Like I will protect you at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> you me or my hands? Which one? I mean, I I mean, <laughs> the fact that you have to think about that. Because this is the thing. Like I have to figure out if I can use the hands. <laughs> Without the body, but I need the whole body to okay. operate the hands. Because if I just had the hands, like mannequin hands, I can't do my own hair with that. Okay. They're not going to move like they need uh, to. You know what I'm saying? Like, So you need me and my hands. Yeah, okay. so I got to protect you at all costs. All right. 
you got beef with anybody, I'll take care of that. No, no, I don't. I'm I good. Don't, I don't need them coming back to hurt you because, okay. you know. I'll let you know, though. You have to do my hair at my wedding whenever I get married. So, Lord, okay. It's going to happen. Anyways, what's the next thing? I just, I just <laughs> want to make sure you and I were clear. I'm we sorry are, we got off on a tangent, but I just clear. need to make sure that you Jesus. knew that ain't nothing. I got you. All right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as the growing within the career, um, I think you need to have self-motivation. Now, this was a bit tricky for me because I know everybody's not like myself. I'm already self-motivated. I'm already ambitious within myself. Like I stated earlier, like I'm always challenging myself to see how quick I can get to the next level. I do understand that not everybody um, has that self-motivation. So I think essentially you would have to find something that does motivate you. Whether Mm. it's kids, if that will motivate you to want more for them um, by you growing, you being that example for them. Mm. Heck, it may even be a dog. You want to buy better doggy snacks for them, <laughs> better scooby okay. snacks. Maybe you want a, a better bed for the dog. I think you have to find some type of motivation before you can grow within your career or so grow something in something that fuels you. Yeah, you have to have something that fuels you, like that powers you up, that makes you want more for yourself. Because me, naturally, I just want more for myself. I like expensive things. How do you find that? That's what I – you got to find that. I, I, can't, I can't really give that to you because, like, I like – I like watches. Mm-hmm. I like nice things. So I need a job or a career that's going to help me maintain the things that I like to have mm-hmm. without a guy. So that's why I'm constantly looking for how can I grow within my career because I want to buy. Essentially, once I get start making more money, I find even more expensive things that I like now. <laughs> so now i got to be able to feed that habit and be okay to pay my rent pay my car note and everything else. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, since I am single, I don't have any kids, my motivation is one, one the more. things that you like. And then expensive things. Okay. So for others out there, I don't know exactly what it is that would help fuel you, but that's something you would have to think about at night when you land on your back while you're watching the ceiling fan spin. Figure oh. out the thing. <laughs> I thought something laying on my back. What? <laughs> I'm focused. Like, okay, sorry. When you're at night and you know your mind is running a million mm-hmm. miles per hour, mm-hmm. the ceiling fan is spinning mm-hmm. and it's silent. And you're thinking. And you're just thinking. Mm-hmm. What? What are you doing it for? What are you doing it for? Because it can't just solely be for you if you don't, you know, if you put yourself on the back burner, you're always giving to others. What fuels you? Is it because your mom is sick? And she has medical bills. Mm-hmm. Is that going to drive you? It has to be something. Everybody has something that fuels them. But you have to figure that out before you decide to grow within your career. Because that essentially is going to be your why. Okay. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay. Some people like they want to leave a legacy. For mm-hmm. instance, Nipsey Hussle. He mm-hmm. wasn't one to talk about everything that he had, all the money, this and that. His goal was to leave a legacy and leave something back for his people. That was his motivation, to give others more. Okay. To make sure his family was okay. So everybody has to have something that fuels them. Because if you don't have anything to fuel you, once you reach a level in your career, you may just plateau. Yeah. You're going to play. Say, and that's, okay. that's, well, that scares me, being stagnant in something and just not wanting 
just sitting there. I know at a certain age, I'm going to have to be like, girl, sit down. Right. 50, 60 years old. Enjoy life. But right now, like, it's just got to, there's always something like pushing me mm-hmm. to do more and want to do something else and dip into this and dip into that. Um, and so, yeah, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't want to just be sitting here like, okay, I'm okay just doing my clients. I mean, I love y'all, but I'm just good with just doing clients every day and that's it. No, right. There's got to be more to this. Right. So, but, yeah. Okay. I think that, I think a self-evaluation of why you're trying to grow, who you're trying to do it for should be, um, it should be a focal point for you. What makes you leave your career to an, to go to something else? Unhappiness. Just like we talked about earlier in this episode. What, what will drive you to leave your career is what I should say. Not what makes you want to leave, but mm-hmm. what gives you... Do you think all of these things are needed to leave your career to go into something else that's, that is unformed and uncomfortable for you? Now, okay, I'm a, I'm a logical person. Okay. I know that I did state Sometimes. that once you get into... <laughs> I caught that. Once you get in a position where you're uncomfortable... That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a blessing right after. So what what I mean by that is that that doesn't mean that you need to just up and quit your job tomorrow without planning this out first. Because that's just stupid. <laughs> that let's just be logical. Let's just you. Will, but it may turn out to be a good thing. I mean, it, I did it may, that. but it's a fifty fifty chance. It was instead of you being like, okay, I'm gonna pre plan myself quitting in the next four or five months save my money so I can fuel my career or path that I'm trying to do. Okay. So if you got a BMW outside, mm-hmm. you know the payment's due the middle of the month. Mm-hmm. You got you got your house, so your mortgage due like the sec- by the second week of the month. Mm-hmm. Don't go quit <laughs> the first week of the month. Right. No, the third week of the month. Because once you quit, they, didn't, they don't have to pay you out. Mm-hmm. So you just unpaid everything for this past month, but... And there's another there's month another coming. month coming. Yeah, you're not making any money. So that expensive BMW car note that's six fifty. Mm-hmm. That's gonna get repo. Mm-hmm. You got kids that like to eat. You gotta have money to to go buy groceries. Well, maybe sometimes you have to hit the bottom. Maybe the but why hitting would the you, bo- But why would you go hit it first? I know. Maybe hitting the bottom is what is going to fuel you. Is what is going to motivate you. Is going to give you the initiative to get up and get. It would for me, but only if it was unplanned hitting rock bottom. Right. Not like I'm leaving mm-hmm. to go hit rock bottom. Right. I'm not trying to be at bikini bottom with SpongeBob in there. That's <laughs> that's not going. That's not. That's. I think that's just stupid. I think that when you're getting ready to approach a situation where you're unhappy within your career, be smart about it first. Plan it out. Whether it's one month, two months, three months, but make sure you're going to be okay first without the job. Mm-hmm. And if it's a situation where it's a slow transition where you're not making enough to physically quit, save. Go on a hiatus. Say for this whole next year, I'm going to save $300 out of each paycheck. Or I'm going to save half of my paycheck so that I can fuel my career for the following year. Mm. Plan it out. Because you're not. Because if you want to start your own business or grow in another aspect, you may need $10,000 to start it. Most people are so caught up on I need ten thousand right now to start it, or I can't I can't quit my job because I don't have the money. Plan it out. Say okay, I need ten thousand. I make what three thousand every month. Okay, half up, half the paycheck at the beginning of the month. I'll make sure that goes in my bills. The second paycheck that I make for the second half of the month, over half of that is going into my savings account. It's twelve months in a year. You'll have your money. You will have your money, but it's a slow progress. 
So sometimes you have to wait it out and be smart about it. Yeah, you may be unhappy now, but you're going to be uncomfortable now to be happier later. Right. So I'm not going to just tell you to just up and quit and chase a dream. I mean, I would. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not I mean, I, I do think do think that you could you should plan it out. But I right. do think there are certain people that it will just work out if right. you just get up and get out and do it. Right. But that's the fear. You know, that fear sits in pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. It's very few that will just say, okay, I'm about to quit my job. I'm about to just... No, it's not logical. Especially if... I think you can do that more if you're on your own. Mm-hmm. But if you have kids, yeah. you have to be mindful of that. You're not only taking care of yourself, you're taking care of somebody else. So, right. no. But if you're young and you're by yourself, why not? Why not take the leap and just believe that you can do it and that you can make it? Yeah. Because those younger folks, power to you because I'm not doing it. I'm going to plan everything. <laughs> I do. I'm a planner, so I'm yeah. not saying I that mean, this. some some things, I'm, you know, I can be... Um, I could do things spur of the moment, but that's not one of them. Okay. My dad always told me, don't do stupid. Right. That's just stupid. <laughs> now you got to come back home and I, you want me to help pay your bills because you, <laughs> yeah, they're not going for that. So I'd be better off going to a shelter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your parents are not going to put you in a shelter. Yeah. Daddy was like, that's stupid. That No, you need to pay for what you just did. You need to get your so thoughts go, together. Go sit in that shelter yeah. and think about <laughs> Think, think about, about your decisions because they ain't got no TVs for you. <laughs> you got a curfew. So, oh, yeah. Gosh. My dad's not going to be okay with that. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, yeah. I mean, for the most part, chase your dreams. Yes. I say be smart about it. But just be open-minded. Be ambitious. Make the initiative to, to go and ask the boss, when are you guys open another position? Are we expanding as a company so that I have an opportunity to continue to grow? Is there another department I would like to be in? How can I learn more? Take that initiative. Yeah. And if they tell you there isn't, you know what you go do. someplace else. There you go. Don't be, don't, do not become um, so loyal to your job that you miss out on other opportunities. Because if you die today, your position will be filled tomorrow. That is correct probably the realest thing you ever said because i'm a real one i feel I, <laughs> yeah yeah it's about time to end this podcast because now you you you're you going too far you're going too whatever. far but whatever but yeah i i agree with that that is that is probably the realest statement ever never be loyal to your job more than you're loyal to yourself right never hold yourself back from any position or opportunity that you have because of others at a job that you feel like you need to be loyal to yeah. Loyal to you first. Or the time that you've put into your job. That is correct. Well, all righty, you guys. We appreciate you listening. Um, we hope that everybody is continuing to grow as individuals. Um, they're growing within their career. And I hope this episode was actually motivational for you to, if you had any doubt about how could you grow or how can you elevate um, into this career that you're trying to create or this business that you're trying to do, I hope that this gave you some tools or whatever to think about so that you can get to where you need to be. Um, and we wish you all the best. At least I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you have any other tips for us. Um, if you have any business questions, I'm always willing to help people. Yeah. I have a business degree, so I can kind of help a little bit too. So <laughs> just DM us again at, um, at Balancing Water um, on IG. Um, you can email us if you have any tips or any questions for us at balancingwater at yahoo.com. 
Um, we'll do our best to try to get back to you as soon as possible. If you want to email us, write us, whatever the case may be, we'll respond. One of us. <laughs> Alrighty. So we'll talk to you guys next episode. Bye.